I don't give a fuck about your war or your president. This is a science fiction rating system. Hell yeah. The podcast that uh, aims to rank every science fiction film from one to infinity. My name is Sam Draper and I am joined as ever by Chris Reddick. Hello. And Alex Humphrey. How's everyone today? Yeah, good. Pretty good. Yeah, pretty good. From my good. second beer. Ooh. Nice. I am pumped for this film. Uh, I'm very excited. Pumped indeed. Right, so... Uh, John Carpenter. We've already watched two. We watched a thing, haven't we? And they yep, live, yep. I believe. Um, and this week we're watching. It's probably no Halloween's probably his most famous film, isn't it? I'd say this, this is up there. Hasn't he? Has he? The, I think it's at the London Film Festival. Does he? Got a new Halloween. Wow. One, I think yeah. Oh, has oh the remake Halloween? Yeah, he didn't direct. He produced that, did he, it, didn't he? Yeah. yeah. Um, that looks quite interesting, doesn't it? Because Jamie Lee Curtis isn't that, isn't she? Mm. She's. It, it does look interesting, but let's all remember H two O people, which had Jamie Lee Curtis in it, uh, and it also had uh, Buster Rhymes, I think. Yeah, so let's all before we get all excited about Halloween, let's remember H two O, which wasn't bad. <laughs> but let's remember as well, spoilers. H two O ended with her, Jamie Lee Curtis, cutting Michael Myers' head off. And then just like sitting down with his decapitated body. I don't really know how they're <laughs> going to follow that up because that was supposed to oh, be right. canon. Do you know, I, I don't know. Oh, right. I'm reserving judgment. It does look good though, but it's a bit getting a bit overhyped now. Um, but oh, yeah, right. but yeah. Well, um, we'll see. We'll see. Well, interesting you say Michael Myers because Michael Myers, played by Nick Castle, who has also got history in the list. He directed uh, Last Starfighter. <laughs> he also wrote Escape from New York with John Carpenter. Mm-hmm. And do you know what else he wrote in this film? No, what? That's you know that song they do on the stage. Oh. He wrote the words music to that song. The uh, oh, little like stage yeah. show thing. Yeah, <laughs> it's odd, yeah. isn't it? But anyway, we're skipping ahead of ourselves. So, Escape from New York. Uh, Alex, you've seen this before. Oh yeah, obviously. Chris, had you seen this before? No, I, hadn't, had I hadn't seen this before, but I kind of have seen it before because it's heavily parodied and iconic. You know, I saw it. It's like I knew a lot of the visuals and I knew a lot of the scenes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. For some reason, I've just never seen it before, even though it's mental. Yeah. <laughs> it's definitely mental. Um, um, right. It is the future. The crime rate in the United States has risen by 400% <laughs> and Manhattan has become a prison. Yeah. See, for me, um, I'm, that's where I'm at. I just don't understand why. Literally, it's literally <laughs> the beginning of the film, and yeah. you're already out. Yeah. Oh right, okay. I do Why? like the 80s graphics, though. Why are you out? Like what the... you don't think that a, a place like this could be turned into a prison? Well, why would you turn New York into a prison? Well, remember, New York in the 70s was a lawless mess of a yeah. place, wasn't it? New York back then wasn't like it is now. It was already like going this yeah. way. It was an absolute disaster zone. So you could. It's a, it is far fetched, but you could see where they think it. Let's abandon it. It's not worth sorting yeah. it out. I mean, I don't want to get all annoyingly political and serious, but isn't that kind of what like ghettoization is in countries across the world right now? That's yeah. what they're kind of doing. Totally. It's moving in people and saying, "Oh, sorry, bye," and then it's turning into this. Basically, yeah. it's just not as obvious with the big so, wall, you know. So it it would it would definitely if we were watching it in the seventies, it would make more sense because. You know, like have you seen the Warriors, Chris? No. Oh. right. Well, that's it's that New York, yeah. isn't it? Basically, yeah. Yeah, that is, yeah I know. That's... I know what New York was like. It's just like so. All the people that lived in New York who aren't criminals have they built another city? 
Yeah, they just move, moved out. I mean, they've just moved elsewhere, yeah. haven't yeah. they? They just and had to move out. The same. If it if it helps, Chris, there has been a World War Three. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, because that's where Snake uh, lost his eye. Mm. <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah, there's been a World War. There's three world powers now. There's China, there's Russia, and there's America. Yeah. And the president is going to this big summit where he's going to announce nuclear fusion as a power that will solve everyone's problems and want will be gone and the world saved. Yeah. On his way, his plane is hijacked by terrorists. Mm. Crazy terrorists. Uh, what I'm guessing he was he meant to be flying over New York before they got hijacked? Because that's what he seemed like he to was me. Going to Europe or somewhere was he? Or? I don't think you think you'd go round yeah, the prison. I don't island, think you'd you? fly straight over it. I don't. I don't <laughs> think it's meant to. Pretty bad luck to yeah. land there. Yeah. yeah. It's it's um, the nas- yeah, it's, it's the National Liberation Front of America. That's who takes the plane. Right. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, yeah, so they hijack it and um, basically he crash lands in New York uh, with, with this uh, briefcase attached to his hand and he's gone. And then we need someone to go and rescue him, so they bring in Snake Pliskin. Hell yeah. Uh, who, <laughs> Kurt Russell, who is a badass. Um, but before we get to that, badass. so this, the, did you know that they cut the first 10 minutes of this film? Yes, I read that. It's, it, it told yeah. you uh, it was him and Brain, wasn't it? It's like the why you basically watched the bank robbery. Yeah, yeah why I arrested him? And I, what you can see on YouTube, you can see it. It's not great. You can see why they cut yeah. it. I think it's it's good in a way because I think there is the problem with his character is he's military hero. Mm. Why is he robbing a bank? Why is he now <laughs> this? You know what's going on with his character? Mm. Gone a bit yeah. a team. Yeah, I mean, I guess that's the beauty of it. I suppose they don't explain it. I suppose. I mean, there's a lot of random need stuff to... in this. Like, you don't want yeah. to get into the details of why <laughs> why things happen. No, that's uh, like that's it's true. a kid is written like this is kids play oh. playground sorts. Of no, no, it's no, not. No, no, anyway, no. let's <laughs> let's let's carry on. Anyway, we get to the main. We get to the main bit. So Lee Van Cleef's here. So Lee Van Cleef, fantastic. Yeah. What do you think about Lee Van Cleef Brilliant. in this film? Yeah. Well, like 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 Chris said, Snake's a badass. But um, yeah. Bob Hawke is a huge badass as well. So you've basically just got yeah. like two amazing badasses against each other, which is way more believable than just some kind of little piddly kind of, you know, <laughs> you know, just like some kind of ugh, politician or someone saying, oh, Snake, you've got to go in. It's way more that that scene where they're sitting across the desk from each other and like discussing like they're like, you know, it's when he says he why he signed him up for the thing, isn't it? That's like a great yeah. scene. It's like facing off against each other. That's brilliant. I love that. Do you want the deal or not? I'm thinking about it. <laughs> it's good. Yeah, it's a great scene. The whole I love. It. I wish there's more of that start of the film. To be honest, when they're in, on, before he goes onto the island and there's sort of mm. there's that tension between them. I like it. But it does. It is very um, streamlined. It does just get straight in and get going, which I do always appreciate. You know. Yeah. You kind of want action. Yeah. You want it to get into the action as quick as possible. How do the micro yeah. explosive well, things work? The the blood explosive. Are they. Uh, yeah, well, well, the idea is they put two. Well, they say into, into two of his arteries, don't they? Yeah. They put this, and it's dissolving. And these explosions mm. they dissolve, and when they were dissolve, they explode. Yeah, I don't know what. I don't get the science behind that. Yeah, it's science fiction. <laughs> yeah, but it's a good. It's a classic setup. You know, you've got so long twenty four hours to get the president. You've got twenty four hours till your head explodes. Yeah. Um, you've got twenty four hours to save the world, literally, yeah. which has a great pl- payoff later on. Obviously, yeah. Like it couldn't get more sort of classic in terms yeah. of you know. 
the, t- the the clock is ticking in every possible way. Yeah, he's way. got his silly watch on, that <coughs> wicked, like, weird watch. Um, yeah. He's got that on, um, yeah. So we constant constant countdown as well, which is good. Yeah. And he suits up and he heads in um, to, to get the president. So you know when they go in and you get these nice shots of them flying over the city, that sort of wireframe oh, look yeah. of the city? I love that 80s, um, that, that graphic, <coughs> graphics of the city. So that's not a VFX shot. Mm. What that is, they built a city... Um, uh, it's a miniature, and they just painted the edges of it with yeah. with um, oh, wow. fluorescent paint, yeah, cool. and the rest of it with black paint. Oh, wow! And then flew the a camera over the top of it, and that's why because there's a shot when they have the three like the camera from three angles, and it looks quite convincing like that. It's because they are mm. just literally filming this this set from three. Oh. It's a nice way, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, a, a simulated wireframe effect. I read that the model of the city was repainted and used for Blade Runner as well. Yes, and you know who was doing some of that work, modelling work and also the matte who? paintings? Who? James Cameron. Ah, uh, there you go. He was part of the back, uh, the back room team on this film. There's lots of nice production stuff going on. It's got a nice look. So Snake gets there. What do we think about the New York he lands in then? So, Love it. I just think it looks so real. Like it's just like... Like that... Well, I was skipping ahead a bit, but that bit when he finds the plane... At first, when yeah. he walks into that street, you're a bit like, oh, okay, it's going to cut here and you're going to go to like a kind of set or whatever and he just keeps walking and there's just an entire like crash plane and things on fire yeah. and, and you just like it keeps the camera just keeps moving like because it was filmed in a in a real city wasn't it it's a lot of it is outdoor mm. location it was in it was filmed in st louis who in 77 there'd been a massive fire in downtown st louis mm. so a lot of the town had been evacuated and was wrecked yeah um and Ka- uh, carpenter went to them and said can we film here and they were like do what you like <laughs> and as interviewed him saying, basically, let him literally just do anything. He could do anything he wanted there for as long as he wanted, yeah. which is why you get all these fantastic shots. And also, a thing he didn't realise he got there was, you know you know when they film inside Grand Central Station on the boxing ring? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That looks so good because St. Louis has got an actual replica of Grand Central Station in St. Louis. So they just filmed oh, in that, wow. which is a fortunate coincidence, yeah, I, I suppose. Yeah, but. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Mm. But it's a good look, isn't it? And um, I read as well that he um, washes down all, all the pavements beforehand to get that sort of nice, yeah, you know, neon sheen effect. You always do that. Yeah. Wet the floors. It's lovely. <laughs> Wet the floors. Nice. Chris, were you, were you uh, like enjoying the world? Did you buy it? Yeah, it was great. I mean, obviously, I love New York. So, yeah. You know, just, uh, yeah, just uh, lapping all that up. Yeah. Quite, yeah. Uh, it looks very good. Like when it's, I mean, it looks great when it's lit, New York. But I like how it's mm. kind of unlit. This New yeah. York, like, yeah, it's quite cool. I'm just what I'm just watching a little VFX video of how they painted them buildings. It's quite cool. Oh right, <laughs> it's pretty cool, isn't yeah. it? It's a good uh, good trick. It's yeah. good as well as well how when he's walking around the beginning, you just get those people just like going across the camera every so often, just like yeah. you see figures just kind of darting past. And it gives you this yeah. constant sense of like the threat because, you know, it's supposed to be just a lawless, yeah, like a lawless, crazy prison. And it's no good if he just steps into there and it's empty and there's no one around. And, you know, it's, there's yeah. no kind of like, it's got quite a good level of, even though you've got, you know, got the ticking clock as well. But it's, it's straight in with the kind of tension and the yeah. kind of like panic. Even though he's a badass, there's kind of danger everywhere, which I think is like they, they keep that up very well, I think. It's a nice, I like that John Carpenter sort of, he does it a lot in They Live as well, where a very slow shot, mm. you know, the camera very almost stationary, but a lot, a lot going on in the background. Mm. You know, that kind of let, it's like letting you live in the world, isn't it? Like yeah. trusting you just to like yeah. 
Yeah. I mean, Snake does a lot of just walking around at the start, really, not much going on in terms of what he's doing, but he doesn't feel slow because there's so much to look at and so much on screen, yeah. like downplaying and things yeah, like it's that. well and choreographed. All the stuff. The shots. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and also, obviously, the where Lee Van Cleef is back in the is it SPF? What it is the police station? Oh yeah, all black chrome and you know neon LEDs and stuff like that. It's such a great contrast between yeah. the mm. yeah because that's all we see of the real world, isn't it? It's sort of like awful police state blackness, and then this this is just so different. It's such a nice mm. yeah yeah vis- visually it's a beautiful film yeah. Um, so yeah, we get to the first sort of cut like set piece of the film is. Probably the strange bit of the film for me, uh, which is when he goes into like this music hall, <laughs> and there's this performance going on of uh, New York. You hate it, but you're stuck here. Whatever it's called, this song, yeah. which is like a load of men in drag, uh, a little orchestra playing. Uh, such a strange scene, but it's, it's really good, isn't it? Like, I both like this. This sort of yeah, yeah. it is very strange for where it's supposed to be, though, right? And what's going? If it's supposed to be a big prison, I don't know, like. But it's yeah. their own little world, isn't it? It's quite a like a. Uh, I mean, who are the or- kind of... who are the orchestra? What are they? Well, I guess they're just like people who could play instruments that have like yeah, criminals. Because they've, they've been there nine years at this point. It's eighty eight they get put in there, isn't it? Mm. Is that what they say? Yeah, yeah I think yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so the enough times lasted for like gangs to get together and things like this. I suppose it's right. That's mm. good. Yeah. So there's like yeah. a little bit. The... There's a structure of social structure has come about. Yeah. Yeah, I mean you've got the Duke, haven't you, and stuff like that. Mm. So there's, there's, yeah, they've there's got order in a sense. Society built. Yeah, no, it's yeah. good. It's a good the, um, scene. I've got the Escape from New York soundtrack on vinyl, nice. which is fantastic. Double vinyl. You know the one? What's that label? Um, oh yeah, they're really good. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Death Waltz. Death Waltz Records. Yeah. That's it. Um, yeah, it's it's really good, fantastic. But this is on there. This track is. Oh really? That's weird. and uh, so like you hear all this fantastic, moody John Carpenter. Um, Howarth, Alan Howarth like synthesizer music, mm. and this this ridiculous show tune comes on, <laughs> and it's a uh, it annoys me because I love to that record, and this I hate this song. It really annoys me. <laughs> anyway, uh, just like don't it doesn't need to be on there. No one wants to hear that one. Just uh, keep with the the for anyway. the completists, I guess. Yeah, I think it is the last track at least, so I can at least just pull the vinyl up and turn it off. Um, anyway, yeah, so he goes for this, and it's just sort of building the world. Really, he meets the cab driver, cabby mm. Ernest Borgnine. It's great that bit actually all... when he goes downstairs, because again you yeah. just you see that big auditorium and you're like, oh okay, that's cool. But then he goes downstairs in it, and there's all the downstairs. There's this like weird punks like raping someone, and then you can see the guys like smashing. It looks like he's just smashing the president's head in, doesn't he? On the <laughs> yeah. thing. Oh yeah, and you're just course. like oh my yeah. god. And it's only because it's because it's the president. It's the it's the suitcase, isn't it? Is it mm. the suitcase? Yeah, yeah. He's got the and he's got the the, the life thing, hasn't he? Yeah. They've got a the president had a life. Yeah. What's, what do you call it? Like a monitor, I suppose. Yeah. It's not a monitor, yeah. and they're taking that off. Mm. So now Snake's like, right, I want out. Mm. And you get a nice bit of like, you know, no, you're staying there. No, I want out. Yeah. Um, I suppose good point is any really to say, like, Snake, what do you think, Chris, what did you think of Snake as a sort of a hero character? Well, he didn't look like overall? a hero, does he? Like. Oh. <laughs> what do you mean? In what way? What do you mean? He's got a fucking eye patch. Yeah, and he wears, yeah well, I like, guess it's camo. like a danger mouse. Isn't it? I guess. So. Or uh, those are what? <laughs> those are cool heroes with eye patches. Nick Fury has an eye patch. Uh, any pirate you can think of, eye patch. Yeah. The uh, pirates aren't normally the heroes, though, are they? Yeah, but they're badass, <laughs> like anti-heroes. He's an anti-hero, isn't he? Yeah, he is. anti-hero. Yeah. 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 
Yeah. yeah, it's good. I mean, there's yeah, as you say, there's been a bit of a rekindling of some of that, like with Deadpool and you know, yeah. Uh, and yeah. You enjoyed his performance. Yes, I did. I did. He's Alex. Is yeah. I was. I was. I, I was involved. You know. I wasn't. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think Kurt Russell is any better than when he's working with um, John Carpenter. This, the thing. And Big Trouble in Little China are three amazing mm. films. Yeah, yeah. And Kurt Russell is completely different in every single one of those films. And he's like, yeah. each one of them, you could see them as like archetypal action heroes, but they're yeah. all completely different archetypal action heroes. And yeah, this is just a stone cold kind of Clint Eastwood, like badass, you know, thing mm. is the kind of more moody, brooding kind of, um, you know, like cerebral kind of, oh, if I have to do it, I will save you. Yeah. And then you've got Big Trouble in Little China, which is just a complete idiot <laughs> and he's hilarious. Shit insane. Yeah, and it's just crazy. Yeah. So, no, I think he's great in this. And it's just the right sign of it is a kind of parody, but it's not too obvious a parody. He is his own character because he looks, because um, the design of that character is so, like, iconic. You don't just think, oh, he's just Clint Eastwood or, oh, he's just whoever. Yeah. You know, yeah. although he is doing the voice and the kind of one-liners and all that stuff. And so I think, no, they, they get it perfect. I think it's absolutely great. Yeah, love it. Yeah. Love him in this. Yeah, good. Yeah, brilliant. I think it'll be good as well. Yeah, fantastic fun. He's very, um, he's an anti-hero, but like you can, I like characters where they're just kind of getting shit on. Everything's going badly wrong and you can kind of just root for them, can't yeah. you? You know, like yeah, everything's yeah. kind of like, oh God, oh God, oh God. Yeah. So totally things going badly wrong. Uh he gets out of there. The the cabbie's like, yeah, you've got to meet Brain, who knows about uh, all this, who's the wonderful Harry Dean Stanton, yeah. another great actor, who also is really good in this, I think. Mm. He's a really... Plays the role really he's well. He's great. He's like... Yeah. He's uh, he's wonderful. And he's with... I've forgotten her... Maggie, isn't it? Yeah. Maggie. Who uh, was John Carpenter's wife at the time. Yeah. And, um, and did you know oh, that the woman that... You know when he goes into I, I, the... Um, what's yeah, it? Yeah, that's correct. Kurt Russell's yeah, wife, that was Kurt it? Russell's wife, the woman that dies in the diner. Yeah, that's a bit odd, isn't Very it? Very quickly, bit, yes. Bit of nepotism. <laughs> well, as I read, uh, one of the makeup I was reading said, uh, uh, make what you like about the fact that both the wives are murdered in the film. It was <laughs> 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 a strange thing. Yeah. But yeah, like, um, yeah, so we meet Brain, who basically they're just trying to get to the president all the way through the film. Brain knows more about the Duke of New York, who's like lording over them. And yeah. He's got history with uh, Snake because they robbed a bank together, and it's the, a beautiful set, isn't it? It's in like a library, big library yeah, set. With that, with that oil derrick, or whatever it's called, in the mm. background, yeah, it's like pumping. So the idea is he's getting fuel, isn't yeah. he, for them? Which <laughs> I just didn't really understand that. No, no like, it's crazy, but again, <laughs> great, yeah. Um, yeah, fantastic sort of tension for that scene, isn't there? All that. Is in fact really all, everything that Harry Dean Stanton doesn't it? Um, brain does because mm. you never really know where his allegiances lie, do you? And there's a good from this point on, everyone's kind of a, 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 under threat all the time, aren't they? Yeah. You never really know who's safe, no. who's on whose side, other than the Duke, who you know is like just going to kill everyone. Yeah, um, and they're all trying to. It's, it's not just him trying to escape; it's everyone is trying to escape, aren't they? Because they all just say, "Oh, yeah, take they all me, want yeah, out, take yeah. me with mm. you and stuff," don't they? So yeah, yeah. no, it's, it's a good. Uh, it's a good concept because everyone needs something. So you've got a lot going on. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, uh, yeah, they're all, and they're kind of all different. 
I don't, okay, don't really like. No one dwells on what they did to get in, get put in there. Or anything like, no one's like, oh, I'm a murderer. You know, like in Predators, when they yeah. all like explain what yeah. the little role was. Yeah, no, that's true. Yeah. I think this film was better for no one explaining that. It's just like you know, and you can't even forget for whatever it, reason you, that they're all there for a reason. Totally, yeah, yeah. I think that plays up to it because it'd be a lot worse if they were like, yeah, well, I'm the rapist and I'm the. <laughs> The arsonist, you know, that kind of thing, which Yakuza. again, a modern film would probably like to do. Yeah, yeah I'm a Yakuza, yeah. yeah. Um, they're just guy, people in a bad situation who want to get out, basically, mm. aren't they? Yeah. Um, to get out, they've got to get through the Duke, the Duke of New York, played by Isaac Hayes, who arrives in a car with chandeliers attached to the, yeah, that's amazing. the bonnet. Yeah, that's so cool. A, a fantastic entrance. Yeah. Uh, really good. Um, and yeah... There's a little bit of a chase, but basically the Duke captures them and they are taken to Grand Central Station, which is the Duke's uh, hideout where the president is mm. and the team gets split up. So the Duke, um, this whole bit here, it kind of, the film, I think it slows down here in a way. This kind of, it kind of stops for me. A little what bit. do you think about this section of the film it, where yeah, it, the chase is off yeah, in a way? It is, yeah, it is stalls. It, before is this before he has a big fight scene? Then to kind it's of, sort of yeah, so those two points, yeah, yeah. So they yeah. get caught at the, at the train yard, and then there's a lot of like Kurt Russell waking up, mm. um, uh, Brain and Maggie trying to find the. They work out the the gliders on top of World Trade Center, mm. so they're trying to find a way of getting there. Yeah. All that business and a lot of like the Duke. What is he? What's he doing? I can't be talking. There's, there's stuff of Donald Pleasance being kind of tortured and stuff, which is quite like yes, that's quite well done because obviously later on the twist is that he's a bit of a bastard, and it, it, you know it's, you do kind of like feel sorry for him, like how they're kind of torturing him. I love actually it's that other character. The one character I really love is that really random guy Romero, the one with the kind of crazy mm. hair, the kind of punk looking the spiky yeah. hair. Yeah, 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 he's brilliant. Like he's just so odd. Like it just—he's <laughs> not in many scenes, but just how he acts is just like you just like you wonder if he's even acting or if it's just some weird yeah. guy they found like on the <laughs> street or something. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I love um when uh when um they catch Brain and that, and they like walk off. And he just points back behind him at them as they yeah. as they walk off. Yeah, you don't really know why he's doing it, no, but no. we also missed the scene at the very start when uh, Lee Van Cleef goes on to the island and that guy comes to meet him doesn't he and he's like shoot me president dies you're not off the island in 30 seconds president dies yeah. <laughs> and then he, and then he starts talking to him just going 19 yeah. 18 so it's a, such a brilliant scene that is yeah. and then Lee Van Cleef's like get out of it <laughs> get lost go go yeah yeah no he's good yeah. he's underused but I know what but, you yeah. mean it, I think kind of, it stalls a bit here you're kind of like oh what, what's you know you're waiting you're waiting for more to happen really yeah you are it's kind of like yeah. the pred- yeah, is that sort of preempting the final real sort of lull, though, yeah. isn't it? I don't think it. It's not. It's not a real bad lull. I think it's just. No, no, no. I mean, it's not. It's probably like twenty yeah. minutes of the film yeah. max, isn't it? But it's definite. The bit when like the, the president's hung up and they're shooting yeah. at him, and oh, and, and then they fly back and they get the briefcase, don't they? Yeah. And they get the ransom note yeah. and all that business. Yeah, yeah. Because they're like, you're right, Chris. They're setting up basically mm. that the Duke wants to go over the bridge and roll out in the morning. It's the brain knows where setup. the mines are on the bridge. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and Snake's been caught. So to get out of there, Snake's got to go and fight. Um, they're like, their pet wrestler, I guess. I don't know. What's, do you know his name is, Alex? Is his, it, his real name is... Is he is, Slag? Is it Slag? His real name is... Yeah, his, yeah. his real name's Ox Baker. <laughs> and uh, yeah. allegedly he hit Kurt Russell so hard during that scene 
that Kurt Russell had to tap him in the groin to let him know that it was kind of serious and that he needed to calm down. So, yeah. So that's kind of not really acting when Kurt Russell is like pretty much yeah. Yeah, basic. I think Kurt Russell said that life. was the, the hardest day of filming he ever did. That was yeah. the... Yeah, that guy's not holding back. <laughs> no. Slag was not and I, playing. True. No, he's not. You can tell, though, can't you? It's a, it's a good fight. It's quite... Mm. And it, you know, it's just like two guys weighing on each other, but it's got that nice sort of physicality to it. Mm. It's nowhere near as good as the um, put on the glasses scene from They Live, obviously, because no. that's the no, the course. best of all John Carpenter fight scenes. But, <laughs> yeah. but it's not bad, and it also it's, makes sense in the world. You know, like that is what they would do, pretty much, isn't it? They've got to have this yeah kind of gladiatorial. And again, problems. like it all helps that the set again is because this is the Grand Central Station thing. But it's such a they, it can pull the camera back so far, and it, there must be a hundred extras in that hall, mustn't they're all chanting? And you know, it's such a grand like apocalyptic scale, isn't yeah. it? The sort of thing yeah. that you don't really see in practical like that. No. Like no, even now, really, do you? It'd be all CG on the side and stuff, wouldn't mm. it? Yeah, it's uh, it's got a good look, definitely. Um, so yeah, he he kills uh, Slag anyway with a, a, a nail to the back of their head. <laughs> which is pretty brutal and he's got an hour and a half left but he gets out and then it kind of I think you kind of skip a bit of the film now because like they're leaving aren't they and then all of a sudden they're just at the top of the World Trade Centre <laughs> like everyone's yeah, just yeah. there with the glider that for about two hours yeah <laughs> yeah that's true. yeah and they're not even there they're like they're like in Midtown or whatever aren't they and they've got to get down to the financial district they're not even near it no. but you don't see any of that you just they just get onto the roof mm. um, the, the gangs are pushing the glider over the side it's yeah, I, I think it's really odd that bit. Maybe <laughs> there was more, and they just yeah cut it down or something. Maybe or I don't know. I don't know. I know there's a bit cut because on the roof they go something like oh oh damn redskin or something like that, and that's because there's a there's a whole section with a like a, a native Indian tribe oh. that's cut from the film, okay. but they left that line in. So I guess maybe that was what, what happened there. Yeah. Okay, that's a bit weird. Um, but yeah, he gets up there. The glide is gone, so they've got to get out over the bridge. Um. For the Duke's there again, and yeah, I kind of it's a bit weird, really, this whole bit again. But it, it, it ends up the finale of them going over the bridge, mm. basically dodging the mines, everyone dying, yeah, um, like the car exploding very cleanly down the middle, yeah, <laughs> yeah, a wonderfully clean split. But you are right, you uh, can't really predict that those uh, that everyone would just die. You do think probably someone will get out, but like everyone pretty much gets, yeah, gets quite horribly yeah. killed. Cabby goes an explosion. Yep. Um, Brain, for some reason, steps on a mine, even though he's got the thing telling him not to step on mines. I don't really get that <laughs> yeah, either. That doesn't no, make sense. Yeah, that's stupid, yeah. No. Um, Maggie's like, oh, well, that's he's dead, so I'm going to stay here and shoot awfully at the Duke, miss a million times, and then get run over. Yeah. Um, that scene was shot in John Carpenter's garage because they didn't originally show him get, her getting run over, oh. and Ooh. no one knew what happened to her, so they're oh, okay. trivia. Um President gets to the wall. He gets out of there. Snake gets to the wall, and he's getting up. The he's stopped. His rope stops, and he's like, "Oh, what's going on?" And then yeah. the president, Donald Pleasance, goes batshit crazy on top of the wall and blows yeah. the Duke away. That's great. Uh, in a fan- fantastic yeah. shot. I, I, You're the Duke of New York, are you? You're the number one. Whatever he shouted. <laughs> yeah. At him. But I read that um, Donald Pleasance was actually like a prisoner of war, and he drew on his experience. So. It kind of mm. makes it a bit more disturbing when you think, like, yeah. Yeah. that was probably quite a cathartic shoot yeah. for him yeah. to, like, you know, totally. like, yeah. Like. He also wrote himself his own backstory about how uh, Maggie Thatcher's Britain had annexed America and <laughs> the oh. president was just working for, he took it to John Carpenter, he's like, no, no, that's not happening. Wow. <laughs> Good 
for him. Yeah. Good old Donald. But he was, uh, yeah. yeah, Donald plays in, only had nice things to say about John Carpenter, because obviously in Halloween as well, and he, he'd not been really sort of cast in those sorts of roles before. Hmm. Um, he was thinking he was typecast before John Carpenter, but he's, he's really good in this, isn't he? Yeah, he's really, yeah. Um, yeah, he's great. And it is, that is the right. point where you're like, oh, hold on a minute, maybe, like, maybe we're on the wrong side here. I think that's like the first inkling that you get that maybe, you know, maybe this isn't like a, a happy ending that he did save the president. Yeah. Maybe there's something more going on here, uh, yeah. which is really what the film yeah. is about, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. I always had an inkling well, that that was what it was going to be. Yeah. I mean, you get the lovely shot of him in, in the makeup chair, don't you? Yeah. Getting, he's over his tragedy straight away, getting prepared to go on screen, all that sort of stuff. Um, and Pliskin comes over and he goes, so a lot of people died to get you out of there. What, what do you think about that? And he's all like, oh, I'd like to thank them as well. And he's like, president voice. Yeah, and you do, you're right, you sort of think, oh, this isn't Yeah. This isn't so great. Um and Pliskin walks off and there's a, the, the cassette tape that they're trying to rescue that the, this tape that appears to be the only copy mm. in existence <laughs> of this scientist saying about nuclear fusion. Yeah. I mean what that. a strange way to have it recorded. Announced. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. We've got this cassette. We've got to take this cassette there. Uh he goes to play it and um Snake has switched this out with some uh, bebop music <laughs> much to the president's surprise and Snake walks off looking like a badass yeah um, the Snake though I mean this means he's like doom in the world because that was apparently how they're going to get peace yeah but well, I was going to say yeah, get I mean, were we led to believe that that was going to usher in a new era of peace that- yeah exactly you think that's not true then? No, I think... Because I read that he... Carpenter wrote this after, like, Watergate and about the kind of cynicism yeah. that everyone had about politics in general. And I think I think Chris is right. I think I think that wasn't going to get peace. It was just a load of rubbish to sell to the masses. Do you know what I mean? Mm. To the, the sheeple to kind of placate them. And that it didn't really matter anyway. They, You know, mm. yeah, it's yeah. stupid. Why, why is there only one tape? I'm sure they can do nuclear fission fine. Like, you know. Yeah. So, yeah. Mm. I think that is what it is, really. I'm not sure they'd even go to the lengths to save the president. Mm. Because yeah. there's sis, there's there's why there's no point in that assassinating the president, because there's like a chain below him, right? Mm. Doesn't doesn't do anything. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe it's a kind of nineteen eighty four yeah. kind of vibe that everyone else kind of worshipping yeah. the president. I don't know. But yeah. Well that is an American way, so isn't it? They do like to be like very I mean I read as well that uh, Kurt Russell's so patriotic he he wouldn't at one point he had to like punch a flag or something like that and he wouldn't do it <laughs> punch which a is flag. just ridiculous yeah he uh, wouldn't I think he has to th- or throw something at a flag and he wouldn't he wouldn't do it so he like oh, threw it near oh. it or something like that <laughs> surprising yeah. he even did this film then because it's pretty un, it's very unpatriotic I would say it's quite anti-American well, uh, well it is unless you're taking it on the face value of we're rescuing the president from a lot of bad guys, isn't it? Mm. Like maybe Kurt Russell just didn't get the subtext at all. Yeah, <laughs> it was yeah, just yeah. like, yeah, I'm a badass saving the president. Yeah. Um, so anyway, that's that's the film in a nutshell. I mean, cause we've kind of rushed through it, but really there's not, this. the, the plot itself is very straightforward, it is. isn't it? It's in the telling of it mm. and the look of it that I like. That's the brilliance anyway, of it, yeah. First of all, let's go to Chris, who've not seen well, before. Visually, what do you yeah, think? Visually, I thought it was really cool. You know, all his movies, I think, are really cool. I think the telling of it and how it ticks along, it like it really has sort of speed. It really has sort of excitement, and um, I was with it. I was in, like the other two of his movies we've seen. Um, yeah, 
Yeah, I really enjoyed it. And obviously, obviously, oh, I've kind of already seen it in a sense of, you know, it's been parodied and ripped off. And... Yeah. I mean, Snake, like his whole character has been, yeah. every facet of it has been stolen yeah. by someone, hasn't it, at yeah. some point? He's, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, yeah, I would be quite positive with this, I would say. Um, oh, that's good. Uh, Alex, I'm going to guess <laughs> what you think about it, but... No, I, no I do love it. I love it. I love John Carpenter. He's probably one of my favourite directors, if not favourite. Uh, and I just think, just the like you say, yeah, the plot isn't great and it's some stupid bits in it and, you know, but it's just the look of it, the scale of it, just the world that he creates and how influential it was. And, you know, even like I read that it's like William Gibson cites it as creating cyberpunk mm. just from like one line, yeah. that weird throwaway line, stuff like mm. that. But, but yeah, you just how... So many things used it and so many things kind of took from it. And I think that is what's more important. And it is ultimately the plot isn't great, but it does just steam through and it's still entertaining and you're still with it. You don't get bored. It's just a bit dumb, but there's nothing mm. wrong with it being a bit dumb as far as I'm concerned. Mm. So no, I love it. I think it's, think it's great. Still love it. It still look good. And it's coming out, isn't it, on Blu-ray or like a 4K a 4K yeah. version, yeah, mm. which I'd like to see because because you get a lot more in the blacks on mm. on 4K scenes. It's a very dark it's film, isn't it? So it'd be nice back to back in the cinemas nice as well, that. I think. As well, oh, is it? Oh, yeah, I think, 20, I think it's 22nd of November, but don't quote me on that. But yeah, yeah, it's definitely back in the cinema because of the 4K release. Cool. So yeah, well yeah, all the case. I also I also loved it. Brilliant film, um, fantastic. Like you, Alex everything about John Carpenter is fantastic but I mean the soundtrack I think it's one of his best soundtrack works mm. definitely this is up there with Halloween and yeah, um, yeah. it's one of Good his time. best piece, uh, pieces of work because a lot of them you get into like two things over and over again but this one you have a lot of different pieces through it and um, yeah some good stuff I mean Alan Howarth is like creating synthesizers at this point for the films which is cool mm. um, look of it is beautiful I love this kind of like Warriors and Repo Man as well yeah. have yeah. that this kind of dirty dark you don't get this sort of feeling or do from films no. where it does feel so lived in and it just it's just beautiful to look at isn't it it's such a nice thing to like see it's such a well built set and mm. things like that and so much happening and so much to see going on mm. and yeah plot isn't great but not bothered really no exactly <laughs> you know don't it's quite doesn't need to be does it, movie, like, isn't it yeah yeah you just you're Kurt Russell is so good in it and Lee Van Cleef so good in it mm. that if you're, you're in their company for most of the film, that really doesn't matter what's happening because they're so engaged into what. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. Absolutely fantastic film. Um, cool. So let's rate this. Um, uh, Alex, you start. I would say 15, which is underneath Ooh. Invasion of the Body Snatchers, uh, okay. but above Close Encounters. Okay. Uh I do you want to go, sir? Yeah, I, I'd say uh, eleven. Ooh. Above AI, below Donnie Darko. Above Ghost in the Shell. I would I would mm. say thirteen because the fly is a real fucking amazing mm. performance, mm. as well as movie. Yeah, the fly plays a better film actually, um, yeah. and. Yeah, but I mean, it's still in that area. It's just I, mm. I think the fly did something, and it's from the same sort of era. I think, isn't it? Like that. 
Mm. Um, but yeah, I don't. Yeah. No, actually, no. I do think I can't decide really. <laughs> I think I do prefer this to the fly, but I can mm. see what you mean. Mm. Very clever. It's the hard one. Isn't when it? I wouldn't, I wouldn't say this is clever. No. In the same no. way that these other movies around it now above it are, you know, like. I think that's probably where it kind of lacks for me. Is like I would never. It's not an intelligent movie. <laughs> no, um, no, no. It's like a a, a triple A B movie, yeah. isn't it? Mm. So, and that's why I like John Carpenter because he makes yeah. you know pulpy stuff. Yeah, um, which the Fly is really, isn't it? Yes, the Fly is like yeah. a, a B movie horror film, isn't it? Yeah. But the Fly has got more going on as far as kind of. Uh, bigger subjects and stuff. I mean, yeah, the kind of the, this has got that in, in the kind of mm. cynicism, but it's not, there's a lot more messages and a lot more kind of layers. The scope's bigger than Escape from New York. Mm. Yeah, that's Much true. bigger scope. Yeah, that's true. That's but true. I think like, intellectually speaking, I think The Fly is bigger scope because it's not running mm. around shooting and, you know, it's... Yeah. Hmm. Okay, well, I'll take 13. 13? We're all happy with 13? Yes. Uh, yep. Cool. Ghost in the Shell moves down again. Sadly, but it's made way for a good film. Um, cool. Right. So, uh, let's hop into the past and see what we're watching next week as we get close to Halloween. Yay. It'll be sunshine, won't it? Yeah. yeah. Next week, sunshine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'll take that one. Which is... That was, Which is definitely a film. That was the long ago past, wasn't it? Because Sunshine is one of our aborted uh, mm. podcasts that we never did. Yeah, so if I can find it, yeah, we'll get a, we'll get a <laughs> snippet from a long, long time ago. Um, yeah, it's a double bill of Halloween horror spooky films these next two weeks. So look forward to that. Get ready to be spooked. <laughs> Before we uh, get to um, uh, the thing, we've got we have got a, an email, a letter. Oh, uh, it's it's really odd. We've got on some weird mailing list, right? Um, let me get the picture in the picture to you at the right moment. Um, so this is from, it's like a, it's like a Chinese. Well, I'll read it. We're very glad to share with you our new dinosaur costume. Uh, <laughs> it's amazing amusement attraction for your park, Jurassic Park exhibitional playground. Ooh. Also three dino men named Kevin, Jason and Peter built their own music <laughs> band after their graduation from Jurassic University. Okay. So far, they've conducted many entertainment trip tours in Shanghai, Beijing, and other cities. Why not let them hold an entertainment trip concert in your park? So, so Someone thinks that we own a, a theme park. Built a, a Jurassic uh, I do. Park. I do. I've got my own Oh, you do? Park. I mean, they've got all the contact information oh, okay. here for you, Chris, if you want it. Uh, this is Jess and Fu. We've got the, they've their WhatsApp details, <laughs> telephone number, oh. their building number. But anyway... They're talking a big game there, but let me just send you the picture, which <laughs> they, they, they sent a picture that came along with this to an example yeah. of what's going on with their offering. Okay. And I'll put this in the show notes for the podcast. Um, <laughs> I can see the guy's legs. <laughs> I mean, it, for the people at home, oh it's God. it's a guy in shorts, Why like wearing like, like a raptor. If you wore like black leg- leggings, Did- it would... At does least, he, yeah. Does he think that his pale legs blend in with the street and the, the green shorts blend <laughs> in with the grass? What's going to be on? perfectly honest, though, in the official, in the if you go to Universal Studios, yeah, they have people in exactly this outfit for the Jurassic Park area. 
walking well, around. Perhaps they bought them from Jess yeah. and Fu then at, at, at Gangju Chico Star Technology. Tails a bit. Yeah, so he as well. Unfortunately, their email address as well is real, realistic dinosaur. <laughs> email address. Reaching the trade description um, act. Is that realistic, yeah. Chris? Is the dinosaur expert? Is that a realistic dinosaur? Well, I think you know, for the kids, it's gonna. Yeah, it's no, not I mean, too bad. Color wise, is that it looks like an avatar? Uh, Color wise, I can't comment, but it has got the distinctive. You know how the hands are like mm. hang down, mm. yeah, like in Jurassic Park. Yeah. That would that's not scientifically a, uh, it, oh right. It'd have to have broken like a broken shoulder blades for that to happen. <laughs> right. They'd okay. be like God. they'd be like sort of grasping they wouldn't be hanging down, they'd be sort of uh like our hands would be like to the sides. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So this raptor's been through some shit. Yeah. That's what we're yeah. saying. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we still well, fantastic. I hope we uh, get more inquiries about our theme park mm. and book yeah. them book Maybe. them yeah, yeah. <laughs> well the, the three dino if, men if you have some dinosaurs you want to send us uh, email us at sciencefictionratingsystem at gmail.com or check out the website sciencefictionratingsystem.com that's the website or our social media is SF Rating System on Twitter Instagram and Facebook so yeah you can see this terrible picture of a dinosaur really is bad yeah it's yeah uh, good thank you Cool. So yeah, join us next week for some scary films, and that's it, really, isn't it? I think. Anything else? Any other business? No. Uh, nope. Nope. No. Cool. Real. We'll see you next week. Oh. Bye-bye. Bye bye.